I can't see you all hid. It's a game the kids play underneath the southern moon. Honey and the bee gum, I can't see none. Hey, kids, it's the last line they say when they're going to find you soon. It's a little hunting game. I'm going to hunt for you no matter where you go. It's my specialty. I'm going to find you, then you can never hide no more. Oh, honey in the bee ball, now I see all baby. And I don't mean maybe. Now I'll have to hunt no more. <laughs>
are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and thank you very much for joining us here at the Jazz Focus. Today we're going to be focusing on the music of a uh, very popular, at the time, African-American jazz performer named Louis Jordan. Louis Jordan is familiar to people today from soundtracks on a lot of different recordings. He had big hit recordings in the 1940s of things like Choo Choo Chaboogie and Don't Let the Sun Catch You Crying and all sorts of other songs that were kind of in the early rhythm and blues style. In fact, he's considered to be uh, one of the progenitors of rock and roll, at least in the early stages. People like Bill Haley and Chuck Berry uh, definitely gave him credit for their early styles. Louis Jordan was born in Arkansas in 1908, and he started touring on the minstrel circuit and in black vaudeville and so forth in the very late 1910s and early 20s. Uh, by the late 1920s, he was in Philadelphia and playing with some of the big bands that were uh, in that city, uh, especially the one led by trumpeter Charlie Gaines, and that was a group that was regularly raided by the New York bands, which wasn't that, which weren't that far away, of course. Uh, he made some early recordings with Clarence Williams and uh, a couple of other groups, uh, possibly even the Washboard Rhythm Kings in the very early 1930s, before he relocated permanently to New York and became associated with Chick Webb's band. It was with that band playing at the Savoy that he uh, came to popular public attention. In addition to playing alto sax, I think he was the lead alto sax in that band. He doubled on all the other saxophones and clarinet, of course, but he was a very uh, entertaining singer. Uh, he and Ella Fitzgerald were the two kind of popular attractions of that band at the time, and he recorded a number of uh, vocals with the web band, as well as a lot of solos and so forth. Uh, he did some casual recording dates as well, but by the end of the 1930s, 1938 or so, he was getting the itch to lead his own band and felt that he was popular enough, and so he put together a small group. He didn't want a big band. He put together initially a nine-piece group, which he called the Elks Rendezvous Band. Uh, they were playing at an Elks club in New York, or just outside of the city, I guess, and he had arrangements done for that size group. He actually tried to entice Ella Fitzgerald into going with him with that group, but she didn't want any part of that. She was very loyal to Chick Webb. Uh, once they started recording, uh, he had reduced the group to a six or seven piece band, and generally that was the size group that he toured with for most of the rest of his life. Eventually it became known as Louis Jordan and his Timpani Five, so that would be six pieces, I guess, although sometimes it, it varied a little bit. Uh, we're going to be hearing some of the first recordings that this band made when it was the Elks Rendezvous Band and right after it became the, uh, the Timpani Five, mostly from 1938 and 1939, 40, and into 41 a little bit, too. And you'll hear the evolution of the Louis Jordan style that... Uh, came to make him really the first big crossover artist, going from the R&B or rhythm and blues charts, which was essentially the race records uh, um, market, I guess, in the 1940s, uh, aimed at black audiences, and then the popular market, which was the white charts. And he had hit records on both, and certain records were, were simultaneously on both. So he was an early uh, influence in kind of melding that uh, style and bringing black music into uh, or to white audiences. Another uh, slightly later person who did that was uh, Nat King Cole in a very different way. 
So we started out with two tunes by the Elks Rendezvous Band, recorded for DECA. All of these recordings will be for DECA, by the way, on December 20th of 1938. We started out with a tune called Honey in the Bee Ball, which was a kind of a kid's uh, sing-songy tune, and Louis Jordan did quite a few of those over his career, and he generally took credit for writing them, although it was probably uh, more of a folk tune at the time. And then we went from there to a tune called Flat Face, which was composed by his trumpet player, Courtney Williams. And Courtney Williams uh, plays quite a bit on these uh, early sides. He was a good middle-of-the-road trumpet player. He didn't play very high or dramatic, but he was a good musician. He was featured on a lot of uh, blues recordings from the period. In fact, some of these musicians were probably taken from the Jesse Stone Band. Jesse Stone was from Kansas City and was a music promoter and composer who was active in New York at the time, and um, Jordan got some of his personnel from them. In addition to Courtney Williams, of course we have Louis Jordan playing alto and baritone sax and singing. A little bit later he plays some clarinet as well, although I think the clarinet on these early sides were done by the tenor sax player, in this case Lem Johnson, who also recorded with... Uh, uh, Hot Lips Pages Band and uh, Buddy Johnson and uh, some of the other uh, sort of proto-rhythm and blues groups of the time. In the rhythm section, we have Clarence Johnson on piano, Charlie Drayton on bass, and Walter Martin on drums. And this band stays fairly consistent for a while, uh, certainly on those first two tunes. The second one, Flatface, was a good blues performance featuring some excellent alto by the leader. That was from March 29th of 1939. And uh, we're going to... Uh, go to the next uh, set with a tune that this band did backing a singer. And this was done on that same December 20th session with the Elks Rendezvous Band. And uh, they were given credit as backing up the singer, whose name was Rodney Sturgis. We're going to hear a tune called So Good um, that features his singing, kind of a in the, in the ballad style that uh, Billy Eckstein was to make more famous coming up uh, in a few years. But this was the same session, same Decca recording date, and we'll hear Rodney Sturgis singing on that. Following that, we're going to go back to the March 29th session, and we're going to hear a tune called Sam Jones Dunn Snagged His Britches, and that was a co-composition by Courtney Williams and Perry Bradford, who was very active in black music publishing in the 1920s and was just getting his career going again by the late 30s and had some success with some of these Louis Jordan tunes. After that was a tune that I think is credited uh, solely to Louis Jordan called Swingin' in the Coconut Trees, one of the few instrumental tunes uh, from this period. Most of these were features for Louis Jordan himself, of course. Then we're going to jump over to the next session, which was November 14th of 1939. Same personnel except uh, Stafford Simon on tenor sax and clarinet replaced Lim Johnson. He was a player who recorded with Billie Holiday, was with some of uh, Benny Carter's big bands, and so forth. Very good uh, Harlem musician. So the tunes from that session that we're going to finish up our set with are Jake, What a Snake, and the Four Day Blues. Uh, Jake, What a Snake is another... Courtney Williams, uh, Perry Bradford, and in this case, Louis Jordan tune. Um, and uh, all of these tunes probably uh, Jordan had a hand in publishing as well. So that's our set coming up. We're going to hear the Elks Rendezvous Band, led by Louis Jordan, backing singer Rodney Sturgis on a tune called So Good. And then Louis Jordan and his Timpani Five, doing Sam Jones done snagged his britches, swinging in the coconut trees, Jake with a snake, and the Four Day Blues. Better than good, no 
one can tell me, honey, the way you could, because it's good. When you put your ruby lips to mine, makes me feel like an ocean full of wine, because it's good, good, oh so good, little bit better than good, I say, little bit better than good.
chicks, old Sam just switches. He was a viper till he tore his britches. Played the numbers till his clothes was torn. Poor Sam's all ragged and torn. The chicks beat Sam down to the bricks.
morning, babe You ain't got home yet mm, It's four day in the morning Babe, you ain't got home yet I cried and cried Till my pillow's soaking wet some interesting swing takes on blues and what came to be known as rhythm and blues with a small group. I don't know who did the arrangements for the most part for this band. It might have been Louis Jordan himself or possibly Charlie uh, Johnson, the piano player. I really don't know. Sometimes when the tenor player is playing clarinet and Jordan's playing alto and the trumpet has a cup mute, they sound very much like the John Kirby band of the same time, but the repertoire is quite different. Um, the Louis Jordan band had... Uh, uh, in common with several other groups, uh, their style at the time. We had uh, Skeets Tolbert and his Gentlemen of Swing, and the um, Savoy Sultans was another group that tended to uh, emphasize blues and novelty music more than anything else. Their, their purpose was in getting the, the dancers up and going, and they generally um, only had about seven or eight pieces in there. Louis Jordan's was probably the smallest of the, those groups here, uh, only with two or three horns. The tracks we're hearing are with three horns. So some very interesting music, I think, and some very good solos as well. We started out with the uh, tune So Good, uh, recorded by Rodney Sturgis and composed by him uh, and sung by him. It had a nice uh, kind of a ballad-like uh, as well as a blues feeling in there. And that was the Louis Jordan Elks Rendezvous Band with Courtney Williams on trumpet, Lem Johnson on tenor sax and clarinet, Louis Jordan on uh, alto and baritone sax, Clarence Johnson on piano, Charlie Drayton on bass, and Walter Martin on drums. 
We heard a very good solo by Louis Jordan there as well. Jordan was not really considered a jazz soloist, although he was better than, than most. He probably couldn't be mentioned in the same breath as Johnny Hodges or Benny Carter, but uh, he was certainly of the second rank and a very respectable player and uh, had a beautiful sound and clearly was a very good musician as well. Then we went to the Timpani Five recordings uh, from March 29th of 1939. We heard two tunes. Sam Jones done snagged his britches, uh, tuned by uh, Courtney Williams and Perry Bradford that features Jordan doing his best novelty vocal style. And then uh, followed, uh, actually there was a good piano solo I should mention there, as well as a trumpet solo by the composer, Courtney Williams. And then two instrumentals. As I said, they didn't do many instrumentals. We're kind of focusing on those uh, to show off the band a bit. Swinging in the Coconut Trees. I'm not sure who wrote that. I think it was Louis Jordan and featured him on alto sax. A very uh, kind of uh, complicated little tune harmonically, much more so than the other tunes that the band was doing at the time. And you could say the same for the next tune after that. Jake, What a Snake. Also, I guess, composed by... Um, Louis Jordan, and that featured a marvelous tenor sax solo by Lim Johnson, who was a very underrated player. Didn't record a great deal, but uh, was very good in his a few recorded outings. And then we finished with a kind of a moderate tempo blues composed by Courtney Williams, Louis Jordan, and Perry Bradford called the Four Day Blues, um, apostrophe F-O-R-E, before... So we're going to go on and continue on that session, which was from November 14th of 1939. I should mention that also had Stafford Simon on tenor sax and clarinet instead of Lem Johnson. We're going to hear two, two, two more tunes from that session. But I'll Be Back and You Ain't Nowhere. But I'll Be Back was uh, by Louis Jordan, as I think You Ain't Nowhere as well. Again, some of these tunes may have just been claimed by Louis Jordan as a, a leader's prerogative, but uh, he was a pretty prolific songwriter in his day, so we can believe that it was by him. Then we're going to jump uh, to January 25th of 1940, same band, all these for Decca, um, all recorded in New York so far as well. This tune was an old tune called Alabama Bound. It was probably a, a folk tune from the African-American community in the late 1800s. It was published under several different names, published by several different people. The most familiar one was Jelly Roll Morton's version, which was called Don't You Leave Me Here, which Jordan quotes uh, in his lyrics at some point. And so we'll be hearing uh, his version of that. Following that, another old-time tune, this one from April 29th of 1940, a slightly different group, tell you about in a second. This is Waiting for the Robert E. Lee, a kind of a minstrel tune that had a lot of popularity with Al Jolson's recording and many others in the 1910s, composed by Gilbert and Muir, here done with a very up-to-date uh, swing version with the uh, minstrel associations very much downplayed, as you can imagine. This band has changed a little bit. We're going to have Courtney Williams again on trumpet, Kenneth Holland this time on tenor sax. He was another uh, kind of second-level tenor player uh, in the African-American bands in Harlem in the 1930s. He recorded with Billie Holiday and Tab Smith and a number of other groups. I'm going to hear Arnold Thomas on piano, along with Charlie Drayton on bass and Walter Barton on drums, and of course the leader, Louis Jordan, on alto, tenor, and Barrett's on sax, and also clarinet in this case. We'll hear some clarinet coming up. We're going to finish off that set with a kind of a moody little tune that's an interesting one called Don't You Call That a Bu or Do You Call That a Buddy by the uh, African-American pianist and entertainer Wesley Wilson, known as Kid Sox Wilson, uh, with lyrics by Don Ray. And that uh, features more or less the same group, and this is from September 30th of 1940. So those are our tunes for this set. 
But I'll be back and you ain't nowhere by Louis Jordan. Then two uh, standard, if old style, tunes by the group Alabama Bound and Waiting for the Robert E. Lee. And then the Wesley Wilson tune, Do You Call That a Buddy? All by Louis Jordan and his Timpani Five. <laughs> Decided you must know that I can't let you go. It's time for me to blow, but I'll be back. all night you ain't got nothing there in fact you ain't nowhere if you think I'm gonna cry when I know you're high and so am I you ain't got nothing there in fact you ain't nowhere makes no difference what you do when we're far apart but when we're together you gotta look out for my heart hole if you think that I'm a fool and I didn't learn nothing when I was in school you ain't got nothing there, in fact, you ain't nowhere.
you do when we're far apart. But when we're together, you gotta look out for my heart. Oh, if you think that I'm a fool and I didn't learn nothing when I was in school, mm. you ain't got nothing there. In fact, you ain't nowhere. I'm gonna leave this town I'm gonna leave this town I'm gonna leave this town I'm tired of your fussing and fighting and dogging me round I'm gonna leave this town Oh, don't you leave me here Oh, don't you leave me here If you do, sweet mama, leave me a dime for beer. Oh, the rooster crowed, and the hen looked round. Says, if you want me to love you, you got to run me down. Oh, the rooster crowed, and he raised his leg. He run that old hen and caught her, then she laid an egg. Sammy on a moonlight night you can find them all 
While they are waiting, the banjos are syncopating. What's that they're saying? What's that they're saying? While they keep playing, I'm humming and swaying. It's a good ship, Robert E. Lee, that's come to carry the cotton away. Watch them shuffling along. See them shuffling along. Go take your best gal, your real pal. Go down to the levee, I said to the levee, and join that shuffling throng. Hear that music and song, it's simply great made. Waiting on the levee, waiting for the Robert E. Lee. him to my house, set him down at my table, gave him all the food that I was able, he ate my chicken and he drank my tea, now he's trying to take my gal from me, do you call that a buddy? No, no, could that be your buddy? Just a dirty cat He smiles in my face But he ain't my friend 
that's his jive to drink up all my gin. After he gets drunk on the Zoom, he tells my gal to meet him at the dirty spoon. Do you call that a buddy? No, no. Could that be your buddy? No, no. I believe I shoot my buddy. a dirty cat When I had 15 cents I would loan him a dime Cause I thought he was a friend of mine But now if I had a hundred donuts darn his soul I wouldn't even give him a donut hole Do you call that a buddy? No Could that be your buddy? No, no. I believe I poison my buddy. Cause he's just a dirty cat. So that is some interesting music going on there. Getting to the point where the Louis Jordan band is going to be primarily a feature for Louis Jordan playing, and but especially singing. But even at this uh, stage, we still hear some good solos from members of the band and some good collective playing. Jordan was really a, an excellent entertainer. As I said, he came up traveling on the on, on the Chitlin circuit uh, with minstrel shows and black vaudeville and so forth in the 1920s, and he clearly learned about singing and stage presentation from them. He was known as a very um, methodical, if not authoritarian, leader later in his career where everything had to be just right. And uh, some later uh, people who played with him said that he was faultless in his execution of, of the stagecraft. Chris Barber was a British trombone player who led a band who toured with uh, Louis Jordan for a while, and he said he couldn't believe how perfect he was in everything, especially in uh, the transition from singing to playing. He said it, you couldn't catch him taking a breath. It was almost like he was accompanying himself. He was so fast, and we get to hear that on some recordings here as well. So we started out with But I'll Be Back, Louis Jordan and the Timpani Five for Decca Records, as everything uh, is today. Um, that uh, particular recording, as I said, was by Louis Jordan, or uh, composed by Louis Jordan, as was the next tune, You Ain't Nowhere, which also features a baritone sax solo. Jordan gradually gave it up baritone, I guess it was too heavy to carry, uh, and he featured himself mostly on alto, but occasionally on tenor, and you can see him on stage playing tenor uh, on, on some film appearances of the 1940s. The uh, Timpani Five really became Louis Jordan and the Timpani Five with uh, or actually became five pieces with three rhythm and two uh, horn players, trumpet and the leader. He got rid of the second horn player after a while. So those two tunes uh, that we uh, that I just mentioned, rather, um, But I'll Be Back and You Ain't Nowhere came from November 14th of 1939. Then we jumped up to January 25th of 1940, and I'm Alabama Bound, kind of a brisk version of that uh, early folk tune from the Black American uh, Theater and, and Stage. Uh, we heard a little bit of Don't You Leave Me Here, the Jelly Roll Morton tune as well, folded into that and the vocal. Then we went uh, to um, Waiting for the Robert E. Lee, again, one of those old minstrel tunes that Jordan probably was familiar with from his early days on stage. That was from 
April 29th of 1940. We don't get to hear too many other solos in there. Uh, likewise, on the last tune we heard in that set, Do You Call That a Buddy, the Wesley Wilson tune, a very moody, bluesy tune, which featured a really beautiful alto solo by the leader to start out the performance, and uh, that's about it. We heard a good rhythm section of Arnold Thomas on piano, Charlie Drayton on bass, and Walter Martin on drums, with Courtney Williams still on trumpet, and Kenneth Holland on tenor sax. So we're going to hear two more tunes to finish off the program uh, from January 24th of 1941. After that, the band changed a bit and uh, really started featuring uh, Jordan almost exclusively and began his long series of hits, things like Knock Me a Kiss and um, What's the Use of Getting Sober? I'm only going to get drunk again. I'm going to move to the outskirts of town. Five Guys Named Mo and those things that we're more familiar with, those Decca recordings from later on. So the two tunes we're going to hear right now are the T-Bone Blues, which is credited to uh, Walter and Height, and I think that was a misprint for Walker, T-Bone Walker, the great guitar player out on the West Coast who was playing with Les Height's big band at the time, and we're going to do, be doing a show on him at some point coming up as well. And then we're going to finish up with Pine Top's Boogie Woogie, uh, an adventure in boogie woogie playing, recorded by and composed by Pine Top Smith, the kind of legendary and shadowy uh, blues figure from the late 1920s, who only made a couple of recordings and then was killed in a bar fight after that. But this one, Pine Top's Boogie Woogie, was very influential. Tommy Dorsey recorded it and many other players as well. And in fact, the uh, John Kirby band with a similar instrumentation, similar arrangement, recorded it as well. So Louis Jordan continued on into the 1950s, 60s. He had a lot of domestic issues, shall we say, with numerous wives. Uh, he had tax problems, but he kept coming back and he kept touring all the way up into the 1970s. I believe he died about 1977. And uh, he was still making very fine recordings in Europe as well as in America with essentially the same type of group and the same arrangements. So I hope you've enjoyed this program of Louis Jordan and his Timpani 5, the early days uh, from 1938 to 1941. You've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and we are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. So, finish off the program with those two remaining tunes, the T-Bone Blues and Pine Tops Boogie Woogie by Louis Jordan and his Timpani 5. change my way of living and move 
across the deep blue sea. Brown skinned woman, who may a good man be? Brown skinned woman, who may a good man be? Ah, the reason why I ask you, baby, you sure looks good to me. You know you didn't want me, baby, when you crawl up on my knee. You were drinking moonshine whiskey and trying to jive for me. Yes, I love you. Yes, I love you. Yes, I love you, man, I don't care what you do. If you want to be my woman, I'm not going to let you run around. If you run around, baby, stop and lay my money down. Yes, I love you. Yes, I love you. Yes, I love you, and I don't care what you do. 